We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We like to inform and entertain on this show and uh, also frighten you once in a while and terrify you. So Sip's going to give you a number in one second, but I'm going to tell you why this is being mentioned. On Saturday, Nebraska went to basketball. They went to Piscataway to play a Rutgers Scarlet Knights team that is not known as an offensive juggernaut. At all, they play good defense. They play average offense, and you know they're I, they, they're well coached by Steve Peichel. This game started off well for Nebraska, and then it didn't go well. They're down by 13 and a half, 44, 31. They fall by 28 points, 93 to 65, at the hands of Rutgers. Now six and ten overall. Now 0 and five in Big Ten play, which leads us to question. When is this going to change, if ever? Fred Hoiberg is the man in charge now in his third season. And if you're looking to the future in terms of, okay, do we require a new coach here? We're not running Fred off. Nobody's doing that. We're it's not. Too, but, but I mean, it's too early in the discussion. It's too early, but it is something that you need to consider regarding his record overall in conference play and overall. Yeah, nobody here is calling for Fred's job. but We're close. I'm close, if I'm not already. But okay. and I'm not okay. doing it on the air today. Right. I mean, it's. I think that there's nothing wrong with pondering that notion. And in pondering that notion... You asked the question, what kind of buyout does Fred Hoiberg have if he were to be fired <laughs> the, by the end of the season? And the answer to that question, if you're in Trev Albert's shoes, the Nebraska Athletic Director, is this. He has an unwieldy buyout. His buyout is... Uh, Prepare yourselves. Prepare this deep is, breaths. This is a big one. This is a wild your, buyout. Strap yourselves into your seats. Uh, Fred Hoiberg's buyout, if they would move on and have to pay him in full, would be $18.5 million. Hello. Little known fact. No, th- not reported, by the way. Not reported was after Fred's first year at Nebraska. The, the great, the great first year that which had what seven wins? Yes, yeah, seven, right? seven and twenty-five. Oh, very, very good. Two and eighteen in the league. <clears throat> My good friend Bill Moose, who is, who I was, I, I really, I like, and I think he's a competent AD, gave Fred an extension. <laughs> not Fo- following what record again? Not, what was the record? Never was reported. It was in June of. 2000 so it would have been june of 2020 during the right after the pandemic hit in march right um so it was law i got lost i don't think any of the news organizations would have expected after fred's first year seven and 25 two and 18 in the big 10 that he would receive a contract extension but he did receive a contract extension so he's paid through march of 2027 and his buyout would be $18.5 million. Now, that has to be considered in this discussion if you're going to move on. Now, we're not mo- I'm not moving on from Fred. I'm not, that's you not are me. walking that direction? Well, I mean, we got to see what happens here. Oh, come on. Oh, are, come you, on what? are you seeing that? Are you, do you believe it's going to happen where Nebraska 
no, figures but, it out but this I, year. But I wrote a pretty uh, critical column, and there were a lot of people supportive of Fred still. Well, because he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that, believe me, are like you or are like us that think this is trouble. Like, stop brainwashing yourselves, people. Like, we can all admit that we were wrong. Like, these, both hires of Scott Frost and Fred Hoiberg were seen by the state collectively as amazing hires. Bill Moose, let's build you a statue. I said that in these airwaves. Right. Let's build the statue. And they have gone incredibly wrong for how good of hires you thought they were. It's, it's a very curious to me how some people will dig in their heels in their support of Fred at five and thirty-nine, five and thirty-nine in big in the Big Ten is what he is now. But they'll dig in their heels now, and those people got to understand when I bristle a little bit when they do that. I'm from the back. My background is this is a this is a fan base that fired two ten-win coaches, two nine-win coaches. Football. Yeah, in football. Now, don't say – see, I don't like it when people say, well, those are two different things. Not really. They're, that's intellectually lazy to say that, in my opinion, because it's – it's yeah, yeah, they are obviously two different things, but you're talking about the same – you're talking about competition and wins and getting it done. And so people were quick to push Frank Solich at 58-19 out the door, but they will dig in their heels on Fred Hoiberg at 5-39, and and they will tell you, well, Sip, it's because football and basketball. No, 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 no. You're talking about competition. If I lost, if I was 5-39 and versus you in ping pong, I'd say I got to quit playing ping pong. I think I'm done here. Right. This is stupid. I'm terrible. Right. Yeah. So don't don't come at me with that. That's that's intellectually lazy to do that. All right? Don't come at me and say, Sip, come on, they're two different com-. – no, it's the same basic idea of competition and not winning versus winning and, and digging in your heels to fire a coach. Okay? That's, that's why I bristle. This fan base ran out the door a head coach with the 58-19 record, and there's still some in the fan base that dig in their heels and say, we got to keep Fred. Get off his back, Zip. He's 5-39. 5-39. and Say it again. <laughs> a little more, little more em- emphasis. 5-39 and in the Big Ten. He's staring down the barrel at 0-10. An 0-10 tell, start. Tell, tell us, fans – why that is acceptable? Why, well, it why? is. It is, though. I will tell you that it is in a lot of people's minds. But it's incredible. I, I want to know why. I, I didn't ask if it is or not. I, I want to know why. Well, they say he's still developing his roster. No, the they're 5-39. and 39. The roster's going to turn over. That's the other thing. The roster's turning over again. This is not Peru State playing in the Big Ten. It's Nebraska basketball playing in the Big Ten. 5-39. and 39. 5 now we're Wins. Being, now people 39 are going to turn off their radio right now. They're well, going to be mad at us. Take, you got to take the heat. This is this is reality. I don't care what you want us to say. Okay. I deal in reality here. Well, we're dealing with a game and so you don't now you don't also want to overreact to a game. Now it was tough. Saturday's a, an example of a game that was easy to overreact to. I don't think so. Rutgers is not a good offense. No, it's easy to overreact. That's what I'm saying cuz Rutgers oh. isn't that good okay, in Nebraska. So. What I'm suggesting is Rutgers isn't very good, but they looked really good against Nebraska. 
they looked really good. I mean, they, they had a guy, Dean Ryber, who was averaging 1.1 points a game, have 10. He had his first two threes of the season because nobody was guarding him on them. They were wide open, both of them. Right. Ron, he had to shoot them. Ron Harper Jr. is a good Big Ten player. He went for 29, and he, had, he, he was getting open looks. I thought at times that Paul McKay would just go into the lane and kind of do yeah. whatever he wanted. I mean, they didn't. Nebraska does not defend. Well, yeah, and Fred and, – and, They don't play defense. Now, here's None. the thing. And, and I understand where people are coming from with Fred because he's incredibly likable, and, I, and, and as I've said, the people that know him will tell you he's the, one of the best guys you'll ever meet ever. I'm not denying that. Right. I'm not, I'm not doubting or denying that. And Fred, by the way, was angry after that game. I'll get to his comments. Hold on. He was angry. Um, and he didn't pull any punches about what he saw, by the way. Um, this is what he said. I mean, he, he cited his team's lack of competitiveness. He said, I hate it. I hate it for our fans. I hate it for people who care. Um, he said, we just folded. You've got to have this is the this is a very damning quote, but Fred said it. We just folded. You've got to have some semblance of mental toughness if you're going to compete at this level. Um, they didn't. He said we didn't show that mental toughness. Um, and he said this. You know, at times Nebraska looked okay on offense. He said you get your. This is Fred Hoiberg talking, not Steve Sipple. You get your ass kicked by 30, it doesn't matter what you do on offense. They didn't play any defense. The, the, the defense was downright atrocious. I mean, the, like you said, Paul McKay, he goes in the lane and does... He kind of did whatever he wanted. And this is not exactly a phenomenal player. He's a fine player. He's fine. He's average. I mean, their best players are Ron Harper Jr., like you said, 29 points. Geo Baker only had five points. Geo well, didn't do anything. They, they had 93 points, and probably their second best player, Geo Baker, had five points. Cliff Omarui is a good player. He had 10. It was it was everybody else. It's it's Andre Hyatt off the bench hitting 13. I mentioned Dean Ryber, who averaged one point a game, getting 10, because you wouldn't guard him on two threes. Just left him wide open. He had to shoot them. Well, and I feel, and this is where i got to acknowledge, I did say last week I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska won that game. I did say that. I have to admit it. Um, a must-win game. Yeah. A must-win Well, game. I said must-win in the context of this upcoming schedule. I, I understand that. You've got to get one. You, you, I think you had to get one to help enhance your chances to beat Illinois. Now, Illinois is not going to come here. Okay, i got to quit making predictions. I was just going to say the words, Illinois is not going to come in here and blow out Nebraska. Michigan came in and blew out Nebraska. Michigan's not not as good as Illinois is. Illinois is surging, no, by no, the way. No, Illinois is much better than Michigan is. Yeah. yeah. And Michigan came into PBA and blew out. So I don't – I got to quit saying things like Nebraska's going to play Illinois tough. I don't know that right now. They're going to get a lot – I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen on t tomorrow night at PBA. Illinois is going to get a lot of second-chance baskets. All right? They'll pound the boards. Yep. Um, the rebounding will be – I would predict Illinois will, will win the rebounding margin by plus 10. Okay? You got to hope you can get Coburn in foul trouble. But anyway, I said it's a must win in the context of the upcoming schedule, which is difficult enough that you could see 0 10. Now, I thought beating Rutgers on the road would help Nebraska's enhance their confidence, give them a little momentum. Um, 
you know, you have, listen, listen, you have Illinois this week and then you're going to Purdue. All right, you're staring down the barrel of 0-7, okay? Now, where, where, where do people say this is not, where do people say this is concerning? I, I still hear from people who are, who, are, who are kind of in the camp where they say, oh, no, it's okay. We're early in the process. Fred's overhauled the roster three times. He's going to have to overhaul it again. Mm-hmm. Where are the signs? Yeah, You're not I, having I Bryce McGowan's back next year. Yeah, You're not having Trey yeah, McGowan's stop, back. Stop, stop envisioning that Bryce McGowan's comes back for second year. It's not happening. You're not having Derek Walker back next who's year. Derek not, Walker, who's really done well the last several You're not games. having Lot Mayan back next year. You're not having Verge back next year. You're not having Kobe Webster back next year. Why are people keep telling me, Sip, you got to let these guys develop? They're not. They're leaving. You're turning over the roster again for the fourth straight year if he's back. Right. Fourth straight year. So what's Complete. The, Turnover. So maybe that is what you use as evidence. See, Sip, they're not gonna they're not gonna have the same roster. It so. didn't work the first three years. You did that. <laughs> Why is it gonna happen year four? You know the teams that do well in this conference have continuity. They got guys to stick around. They don't right. just build it off the transfer <laughs> no, you're, portal. You're looking into space. I know Who does trouble. that? Right. Now every team will add a transfer, but they don't have seven of look, them. Well, just look at Rutgers. Just look at Rutgers. These guys were familiar to me. It was interesting watching the game. I've watched Mulcahy for three years. I've watched Geo Baker for three years, four years, whatever yeah. it is. You've right? seen Ron Harper Jr. I've watched Ron Harper Jr., yeah, for multiple years. It was interesting watching them because they have their, uh, they have their guys. They have their core. Let's get a quick call from Jake. Jake, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Guys, uh... Everybody, and I shouldn't say everybody, but most people on the radio, when Hoiberg was hired, were talking about how great the transfer portal is and how he does a great job of getting transfers. Mm-hmm. And now you guys want to act like that doesn't work. It's not working, Jake. It did work. It's not working. Are, it's not is working. it working to you? It's not working right now, but, but you guys are just flip-flopping just like a politician. you got to give this guy some time. It's like if you're trying to build uh, a house or a, or a hotel or something, mm-hmm. and and you go to the, the construction manager after a couple of months, and it's not done yet. You don't just bulldoze the thing and start over. you got to give him some time. All right, Jake, thanks for the call. All right, now I'm, I'm going to stop it because of this. Why? Think, Why? Things Why have you ch- cut Jake I, off? He was done. He was, the things have changed. Iowa State, when Hoiberg was there, the transfer thing was new. That was a new concept to college basketball. They, nobody was doing it right. like that. There wasn't a transfer portal. There wasn't a portal. There was not a transfer portal when Fred was at all. Iowa State. Right. And and now there's a portal that everybody can use. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a plan for Nebraska in the portal. It's just it's just adding guys. This is add guys that have good star ratings. They come from big schools. That's going to work. You cannot convince me there's a plan in the portal in the recruiting process. You just can't. I I can see it at Iowa State. I don't see it at Nebraska. I don't see the plan. The issue the issue is as, as a lot of smart people see it, is when the head coach is not involved in recruiting enough, what you end up with is a group of sort of mismatched players. Right, exactly. That, I, again, they don't have a plan in the portal or a purpose to their it doesn't, guys. They don't seem to. They there's don't no, seem it's not a purpose. To. Now, they're going to knock off some teams. 
and and there's people writing in. There's people writing in saying, "Sip, you said the ceiling is seven. I'm gonna put seven the over, wins. I'm seven putting wins. the over under at two and a half in conference. Two and a half. Wins. I did say that's the ceiling. I did say that's the ceiling. Now I've knocked it back down. The ceiling's back down to five. Five. That's the ceiling. Ceiling. And but, my over under and wins is two and a half. So the best they can point. do is five and fifteen, probably. They're they're not in the NIT conversation. No, they're not they're in out of it. Yeah. They're six and ten overall. They're yeah, now, five how, how long do we want to go with that? You know? That's up to you. Song Day and NFL winners and losers next and early break in the ticket.